Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a packed house for the holidays, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the butler who knows the right way to make Christmas come alive in this here castle, Daniel Kunkel. And you know what, Daniel? Omicron is raging mm-hmm. the streets of Manhattan, of you Bill de Blasio's Omicron? Manhattan. What? Did you just say Omicron? That's what. That's how it's pronounced. It's Omicron. 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 Speaking uh, of me. <laughs> speaking. <laughs> sp- <laughs> speaking of me. What a segue, Daniel. That's how Daniel. you navigate out of talking about COVID into talking about uh, just a goofball of a movie. Goofball movie. Um, Daniel, last time uh, I read the review for the last movie we watched. Which was pretty good. I like that review, yeah. And that review told us uh, that this movie was a stinker. And by gosh, were they right? Yes, yeah. They were right, and this movie was not good. Uh, it features Hallmark royalty Lacey Chabert. The queen herself. And by... Uh, who does not play the queen. No, no. <laughs> Jane Seymour plays the queen, because we're doing a royal Christmas, baby. Oh, it's a royal um, Christmas. <sighs> it is a royal Christmas. Daniel, um... This movie came out in 2014. It was the seventh movie released, I believe, for, uh, or maybe sixth. Let me see. Sixth movie movie released. Yep, that sounds right. For uh, Hallmark's Countdown for Christmas. Um, and it's bad. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's boring. Uh, it's boring. It's not bad. It's boring. I loved uh, the insight that you texted me. Uh, just a few hours ago, I watched this last night. You watched this um, seconds before I, we started. I finished. Recording. I finished watching it eight minutes ago. You messaged me um, literally like an hour ago and said, "I told Cecilia that you usually say a movie is boring when there is no conflict or easily solvable conflict," <laughs> which is true. It's true because man, we've seen movies where we've seen movies where Christmas itself is at stake. The yeah. season we're, itself yeah. is at stake. Where 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 the where Santa's life, about to die. Where Santa's gonna die. Where like if these two people don't get together, apparently some cosmic imbalance will happen. Yeah, where there's war, where there are borderlines, where there's yeah, things like that. There's this line movie. in the sands, families broken apart, then put back together. And in this one, Jane Seymour's just an asshole. <laughs> Daniel, I can I can summarize this movie in three minutes. Do it. Or not three minutes, three sentences. Okay, that makes that's a little bit more impressive. Three minutes is ready. About how long? We <laughs> yeah, three. Say. We usually take is. <laughs> yeah, I could summarize this movie in three sentences, Wonderful. and then we can get down to nitty gritty. The first sentence is going to be. So, by the way, this does not count as the three sentences. The first sentence is the is Act One, the second sentence is Act Two, and the third sentence is Act Three. Okay. Now that yes, now that you very clinically set this up. Uh Uh-huh. Sentence one. Okay. (laughs) A woman named Emily and a man named Leo are in love until Leo shares that he is actually Prince Leo pulled. (laughs) Sentence two. (sighs) Emily and Prince Leopold go... (laughs) Like Leo to <laughs> go to Cordinia, where Emily is face to face with 
Leopold's bitch mother. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Um, sentence three. Emily initially rejects Leo because of said mother. But after mother is horrified by this development, they get married anyway. Did I do a good job? That's the movie. Yeah. The like the only detail you missed is the whole thing with uh, Natasha. Um, oh, well, <laughs> the, the wait. The only detail I missed in my three-sentence summary of the entire movie? I mean, You're telling me the, I missed I mean, one detail? There's sketches. Like, there's there's some fun oh, yeah. stuff. There's, so a, you, there's sketch comedy. Yeah, there's some sketch comedy. So there's some... I, I, we've never looked at the IMDb goofs or trivia section, usually because they're okay. very thin. I think we're finally getting to the point now where these are quite filled out. We got some really great stuff here. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about... Yeah, yeah. Did you know that this was originally supposed to be a sequel to A Princess for Christmas? Which, which we wa- we just watched, right? We wa- yeah, we watched, I think, two years ago we watched it. I think okay. it, was, it was 2011. Yeah, 2011 we watched this. But this was with um, Katie McGrath. This was with Castlebury. Um, it, it was the one where we were sort of introduced to Father Christmas. Father Christmas, exactly. And yes. we, I, so I watched this with my family. I'm, I'm back in um, the East Coast, and I watched this with my family. And the movie started, and I, I I paused it, and I was like, okay, guys, there's, like, one thing you have to know before going into this movie. And I'm so glad I can give my family this backstory now before they watch these movies. I was like, the royal families of Europe, for whatever reason, are connected to Father Christmas. Not Santa Claus, to Father Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was like, okay, that's, that's good to know. Um, and then he probably mentally wrote me out of his will. Um, so we, like, watched this movie. There's not really a mention of father christmas in this movie but i do think it's interesting that this was supposed to be a sequel and then it was rewritten we got some fun uh some fun problems in this movie the orchestra that plays during the christmas ball scene is primarily made up of strings however what is heard is played by a full orchestra drums woodwinds etc nine out of ten found this interesting make that ten out of ten i found it interesting During the ball preparations, Victor tells Emily to only curtsy if it is a princess. But during the ball, she curtsies to the Baron and Baroness of Newbury, who are ranked lower. Despicable, mm. Emily. Despicable. Uh, Emily also makes the egregious mistake. This is this is a weird bit of trivia that I, I don't know where I picked up, but it makes watching movies fun. Um, there is like, usually when we watch a movie, there's like... Um, they kind of interchangeably use like, oh, your highness, your majesty. There's yeah. actually specific times to use those titles those actually oh really yeah so um so majesty is for a a king a queen an emperor an empress it's the the kind of highest ranking member of a nobility okay Um, and your highness is for um prince princesses i believe um like i believe uh kate and uh william are technically highnesses like it's it's kind of for like the next in line Gotcha. Um, but and during then, so during the ball, Emily calls him Your Majesty instead of Your Royal Highness. Gotcha. Wrong. And then, and then Your Heiny is what you wipe after you use the turlet. Precisely. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, continue. It is what you're. When Leo, saying. Natasha, and Queen Isadora <laughs> leave Emily to ride horses for the day, Emily is seen wearing a jacket. When she walks inside, it's gone. Trey. 
Emily calls her oh, friend in Philadelphia. So, sorry, that's the other thing you missed out on. Emily's from Philadelphia, folks. Emily is from Philadelphia, you guys. Yeah. And and the movie doesn't take a minute to not let you know that she is from Philadelphia. We'll delve into that. Let's keep going with the with the errors. It is it is her biggest personality trait. Emily calls her friend in Philadelphia after waking up in the morning in Europe. Her friend is wide awake, and it is quite life in Phil- quite light in Philadelphia, where it should still be dark. So the time difference between uh if it's nobility and based on their accents i imagine they're somewhere in england right yes um and they say they're in england right this is a fictional country by the way so they are yeah they are he says they are just south of france which is weird because only two people have french accents in this movie and everybody else has sort of a like somewhat of a like english accent Everyone's gotten yeah, most everybody's got an English accent. Everyone's very yeah. everyone's very RP, very fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, but like a South movie. of France is Spain. South of France is a couple of stuff, but yeah, Spain is one of them. It's Spain, Switzerland. Dude, why do they always make them kings or queens? Like it's I think it'd still be a big deal if you've been dating someone for a year and they were like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm the Duke of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, they could yeah. just say they're in England and just be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, like, technically, like, 35th in line for the English throne. And be like, that's still crazy. I think that still gets the point across. Yeah. Right. Am I cr- am I crazy on that? No, Does no, that no. Make, you're think... No, you're right. I mean, I'm nowhere in line for the throne. So being exactly. 53rd, like that's something, you and know, some crazy the... something can happen. Because before then, she's like, ah, oh, my, f- yeah, my boyfriend, Leo, we watch Friends, apparently, and, and I make pancakes. <laughs> and that's all she knows about him. Um, right. There's just, there's just one other thing. Uh, when Prince Leopold and Emily go out to the village, the prince tells the estate's motor man that he will drive. The vehicles, however, are British Range Rover, Ra- Range Rover SUVs, but are left-handed drives. In the area of Europe that Prince Leopold lived, automobiles would be right-hand drives. Uh. There's also some stuff about Benjamin Franklin that I'm sure we'll get into Wait, in the connections. What? Let me see. Wait, Benjamin Franklin... Did you miss the Benjamin Franklin stuff? When was that? It was the entire movie, Trey. <laughs> so Emily comes up, her gift to... <laughs> she she it, Okay, so to her credit, she doesn't just show up and expecting to visit well, Leo's no, family. Uh, well, here's my whole thing. She's like, she shows up and she's nice. Mm-hmm. And she like does everything like she feels like she's supposed to do. It's not like she's outwardly rude. The only thing that makes her quote-unquote rude to the family is that she's from Philadelphia and doesn't an, an know like the, city. an offensive city to be uh, sure. True. But <laughs> sure. An offensive city. It's, but they couldn't even bother to make the prince and her get into a fight at some point. They don't fight in this movie. It's literally no, all about his mom. And the only thing, the only thing close to a fight is the proposal scene where, yes, uh, where he proposes to her, which, by the way, is revealed like halfway through the movie. So there's n- literally no will they, won't they with this <laughs> Natasha Natasha character. Like Natasha comes in and serves as this like like this this minx, <laughs> this seductress <laughs> to to uh, Leo. Yeah. And Leo is like, no, Natasha. Like I'm not like literally Nat- the scene we meet Natasha which is supposedly Leo's ex. 
Natasha they've, known, spends, they've known each other for their whole lives. Their they whole are, lives. Like, supposed to get married. Yeah. For this two minute scene that we are introduced to Natasha, all Natasha talks about is how they would bone all the time. Yes. And then leaves. And then Leo's like, well, ugh, whatever. And then he goes on to the next scene and is like, I will marry Emily, not Natasha. And then when he proposes to Emily and not Natasha, Emily is like, I, your mother is just such a bitch. I, I can't be here. I'm, I'm not right for this. And there's not even, there's not even a single moment where like Natasha kisses Leo and then Emily like comes around the corner and sees that. There's not even like that level of conflict. They couldn't be bothered to put in that brief moment. It's literally the entire movie. Natasha's like, let's go get down and dirty. And Leo's like, okay, I'll dance with you. Cause that's like the polite thing to do. But then I'm immediately, I'm trying to propose right now. Like he's trying to propose at this big Christmas party at the end of the movie. Yeah. It, it, uh... It's yeah. It, there's no conflict. There's re- and and any conflict that there would be is in, oh, nearly instantly dispelled. The minute it could come up. Yes. And 100%. the only, and I think like the trap is like, the conflict can be described as like, oh, the queen doesn't want these two lovebirds to get married. But it's that's immediately dispelled because Leo is defiant that he will marry Emily. So it's just like there's nothing. There's nothing there. Um, it, it, I, so, I think we should just talk about connections because there's like... There's really no conflict. Like, we can talk about all the little moments, but there's just, there's no plot. And the moments of conflict, or the moments of, like, haha humor, the the weirdest plot detail in this movie is when they go into town for the first time, and they meet this orphan. And as soon Poppy. as they meet this orphan, I'm like, this, yeah, Poppy the orphan, I'm like, this orphan's gonna be important. And then they are at a dinner, <laughs> And this is the only time I'm like, oh, Emily, man, that's oh, that's rough. Like the most of the movie, she's like making little mistakes. This is her biggest mistake. And it's I feel so embarrassed. I've never felt embarrassed for a Hallmark character before this moment. Um, the this woman is like she's a she's a baroness, I think. She's like, I wrote this children's book. And Emily's like, that's so sweet. Were you inspired by your own children? And as soon as she said that, everyone gets uncomfortable. And I got uncomfortable because I was like, oh, Christ, I know what's happening. <laughs> no no and they're like the baron and the baroness are like we can't have children and i'm like no movie don't do it don't do it movie and i looked at my dad and my brother and it was like this they're gonna adopt that i, I made the joke they're gonna of adopt like, that child i was like i've got an orphan that you just gotta meet and my parents were like no no, they wouldn't I know do an that. Orphan. Like, oh, but they most certainly will do that. So so there was some stuff like that where it's like they're like heavy handed, sort mm-hmm. of like like yeah. for instance, the um the man the commoner who went into service. Who ter- her who <laughs> the queen was like who the queen fell in love the with. Butler, who, the butler who turned out to be the butler. Victor is the head butler. Victor is the, I kinda like that plot line. No, that was cool. Yeah, like Victor, you find out Victor and the Queen like had a thing. 
When yeah, the queen Victor finally is the stops head butler. being an asshole for four minutes and talks to her son, she's like, oh, yeah, like, I liked your dad, but we didn't love each other. Yeah. Uh, she's but like, this, I did love this dude. Yeah, I did love this guy. He was a commoner, and he and, went into service. And now he works for me, the sexiest thing yeah. he can do. And I wonder who killed her husband. It's Victor killed her husband, 100%. Like, there's no... <laughs> Because no we don't we don't hear how he dies. No, they're just like, oh yes, since father died. Yes, oh yeah, father. In that since... ca- in that car crash with two bullet holes in the back of his head. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> that reminds me of that. Uh, st- there was this um, story that was going around. I think it turned into like this Facebook meme that was horribly presented and mm-hmm. you know how memes when they get re- recycled so much they get like so pixelated and yes. gross and grainy Excellent. and it looks like they just went through a blender <laughs> uh so it was like just text on a picture okay. that was like this woman uh this woman was sitting in her parking lot in, in a parking lot on a hot day of the grocery store she just went grocery shopping and she uh all of a sudden heard a loud bang and she felt something hit the back of her head and when she felt the back of her head, she felt something sticky and gross on the back of her head, and it was wet, and it was and it was warm, and uh, she she immediately thought, "Oh my God, somebody shot me, and I'm feeling reaction. my brains." Yeah, you know. Yeah. Have you heard this before? No, it's an understandable reaction though. That's exactly she, what I think. She said, "Someone shot me, and I'm feeling my brains." Turns out, so she instantly passed out. <laughs> it turns out Classic. it was just some Pillsbury dough that had ex- from the hot hot day <laughs> it had exploded in her in her grocery bag in the can and the can shot out and it just stapled itself on the back of her head and she was fine dude that four second story is more interesting than this whole movie <laughs> <laughs> is that so funny though yeah that's uh, uh, this I I um, let me let me go through my notes because there, yes, there's some please. funny yeah. stuff. Fire me out. Um, it's Chris, it's Chris, this is our Christmas episode. So <laughs> this is our Christmas episode. Oh, Daniel. This Daniel. is well. This is one of our Christmas episodes. Oh, okay, okay. We've okay. got the quiz, and and we might have another special episode coming, but it won't be till like a few days after Christmas. So just a right. heads up about that. Um. So at the dinner table. That we, when it was revealed that one of the women was barren. The scene with Natasha opens with, and then the chandelier fell. <laughs> I want, Daniel, I challenge you. What is the beginning of that joke? <laughs> she told a joke, and the punchline was. And then the chandelier fell. I challenge you to come up with the setup that leads to that punchline. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do your, I'm gonna do my myself a favor and also try to think of one. Because what could have possibly been so funny? Though they all laugh at this. It was, it was roar, it was roarous applause. She said, and then the chandelier fell, and the room, it, like you could, you could have thought that John Mulaney was standing on that table doing his best five. Oh, okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. 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 I was, I was showing uh, my wife, this new chandelier that we'd installed. Um, and she said, wow, that 
that chandelier is pretty light. And I said, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's pretty. And then the chandelier fell. Um, exactly. Exactly. No chandelier joke makes you laugh out loud, like roar with laughter. Well, I think I think what you just said is probably close to what the joke was because I I feel like it's so e- easy to make rich people laugh. Oh my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. like a room full of royalty, the most humorless people on the face of this earth. Was it the queen who was telling the joke? No, it was Natasha. Oh, it was Natasha. Oh, I'm so, pretty sure Natasha mm. was telling the joke. Because uh, they could have um, just been indulging her then. Right. And if the queen laughs, because like if the queen laughs, you everybody laugh. else has to laugh. You have to laugh. And, yeah. and the queen was vying for Natasha so hard to marry Leopold that that tracks. Yeah. You know? I think so. Um, let me think of... Um, let me think of a joke for the chandelier fell. Okay. I'm going to go through some of my notes while you do that real quick. Okay. Her shop has been open. Her her father's shop. Her father's a tailor. She is a fashion designer. Her shop's been open since 1967. Not really important. That feels like it it could maybe uh maybe be setting something up though in some way. Um, I, the biggest note I've got is about a, a potential connection. Something they're maybe setting up. There's a moment. The first introduction. Like our very first introduction to the queen, she's reading this newspaper, and I pointed this out to my family because I was like, "This is this is the sort of thing that that Trey and I do. We have to watch these movies for not the big details. The big details you, they let you you let them pass you by, but at these small details where really weird things start to crop up in these movies, really weird little details that they leave in. She the queen is opening up this newspaper. She's looking at this newspaper. Inside there are a couple of articles, two that you can actually read the headlines of. One is Are We Alone in the Universe? And it's a picture <laughs> of the planet Earth. Oh my god. Wait, really? For re a hundred percent I I didn't I notice that. Went, my dad didn't notice it either. He was like, what are you talking about? And I like reround it three seconds. It's like you got to watch this movies the way I do, man. You got to watch oh it with that God. with that fifty Hallmark movie brain. Um, I, the other article was just something about a, a businessman being arrested. But that's so weird. That like, why did you make it something we could read? Why did you why did you leave that in this movie? Right, right. Why did you put that there? You crafted this that thing. There? Why is that there? Yeah. I'm still I, thinking about my chandelier joke, by the way, but continue. I don't. So I don't know if aliens are in the HCU or not. Is what I'm really getting at here. <laughs> okay. Well, have there been? I can't no remember e- a single no ETs. Of I don't think I don't think we've done ETs yet. No, no ETs yet. Um, I don't. I mean, I mean, it could just be the question. It could just be Hallmark putting the question out there and saying. Do you think that they're alone in the universe? The real question is, would aliens be on Santa's side or on the government's side? Ooh, that's a really good question. Because if the border... I think the please, please, I think the alien, I think the aliens would be on Santa's side because they just have more in common. I think so too. I think any spacefaring race would have reached a point of egalitarianism as a civilization. Yeah, they'd have and I to also think in goodness. I would honestly, I would be willing to bargain that the North Pole is the Ellis Island of extraterrestrial 
travel okay and immigration now we're cooking now we're working with it yes (laughs) dude is father christmas an alien is father christmas because why would there be this is our first royal movie since our introduction of father christmas okay this was i mean i I know i said we wouldn't reference this was supposed to be a sequel true to um a princess for christmas that's true. Why would and the first mention any kind of mention of aliens? I think part of it is also uh, if we're looking back at North Pole, yes. The the one reference of like North Pole in this um in the in our HCU. Yeah. They they are a society that is powered by the cosmos. So like yeah. what better like who who is better to document and attract the the members of the cosmos than the North Pole? Just but just by just pure movie evidence, you know. I yeah, I mean, what? But what do these? I think we were naive to think that the board of correctors, the overseers of the cosmos, would consist entirely of Earthlings. That is naive. Cosmically powered, you know, you know, magical, super powered beings or not. The idea that there's not an alien Santa Claus also on the or Father Christmas also on the board of correctors was naive of us. And I think and I think a little small minded of us as well. Yeah. Like we weren't thinking big. We just weren't thinking big enough, I think. So. Yeah. So I, I, I just we got to keep our eyes out for aliens now. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I ne- which I, I, <laughs> Unfortunately. Dude, I never thought we'd get aliens, but it's um, right there in the movie. So uh, the the queen also states that the throne is a thousand years old. That's true. Um, so I can I can get behind that there might be a connection to old fashioned Christmas here. Interesting. Please elaborate on that. Uh, so the boy fences. And they have a fencing match in mm-hmm. uh, 2011's Old Fashioned Christmas, which is a movie about um, some Europeans. Uh, some Irishmen, yes. Irishman fencing. So. Oh. Could be descendants in there. Could be descendants. Could Cor- be. Cordelia. Cordelia is. Uh, <laughs> Cordelia? What is this place called? Cordelia. <laughs> Cordelia, Cordinia, 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 yes, Cordinia, 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 um, Cordinia, Cordinia, Cordinia. Okay, I have my chandelier joke. Oh, gr- uh, yes, please. Uh, one day, uh, somebody, uh, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one day, a man comes home with a chandelier that he purchased from a uh, witch doctor. Okay. 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 <laughs> and the man, the man said, uh, "I would like to buy this chandelier." And the witch doctor said, "You can buy this chandelier, but may be warned." When somebody lies around the chandelier, it falls. And the man said, 
Okay. Um, so he takes the chandelier home uh-huh. because he got it for a steal. The witch doctor sold it to him for like a buck. Yeah. And it's a beautiful chandelier. Oh my God. It's a gorgeous chandelier, right? So he takes it home and he, hand- he, he hangs it in his foyer. And this man's a bachelor at this point. You know, mm-hmm. this man is like is 20 something years old. He's feeling good. He just bought a one dollar chandelier. He it's the only thing that's decorating his house. But it's oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Anybody can walk in there and be instantly impressed. OK. 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 The witch. So uh, <laughs> not the witch doctor. So the man, <laughs> the man lives in this house and the man and the man uh, builds builds this house. He's going to school. He's getting he he's getting his law degree. Classic. Um and he uh he finally gets it he he gets his law degree with the chandelier in the house at law school. Mm-hmm. He goes finally when he passes the bar. That's what you got to pass, right? Yeah. He passes the bar exam and when he goes to the bar and ce- and celebrates the passing of his bar exam with a beer, he meets a he meets a beautiful woman and they fall in love. Mm-hmm. And when he takes her home, he takes her home and she looks up and she goes, nice chandelier. And he goes, thank you. And then, and then they, and then they sleep together in his house and, uh, they fall in love after visiting the bar. They have two beautiful children named, uh, Clarence and Clementine. Wonderful. And uh, they I, they start a family. They get a dog. Um, they get a they buy a car. Mm-hmm. The public transportation system was amazing from law school to to uh, his house. Huh. So he hadn't he hadn't needed a car for a long long time. Same yeah, with the course. courthouse. Of course, yeah. Um, and then uh, one day, um. One one fateful day, mm-hmm. the husband and the wife were having a conversation in the in the foyer mm-hmm. in the foyer. Yes, where the chandelier and, is. Yeah, and um, she, she she goes. She the the wife says, "Oh, they got married." By the way, you told I think you said that. I think you said that. <laughs> oh, I did say that. I did say. That. Okay, I think you said okay, that two okay. minutes ago in the joke. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So and he, oh my god, and so it's. So they're sitting on the stairs in the foyer and she the the wife goes I don't I don't know if this is going to work. And the husband goes, "You know what? I you know I've always loved you, right?" And the wife goes, "Yes, of course. Of course. I've always loved you too, but I just think it's what's best for my my career at um at Google that we aren't together. Yes. It feels like a conflict of interest that you are the lawyer for Microsoft oh, God, and yeah. I am the lawyer for Google. And he said, yes, I'm right. Or yes, you're right. You're right. It, it feels like that's what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And she takes a deep sigh and goes, and, and goes, um, ha, did you fill up the tank in the car? So I can go to the, so I can go and get the divorce papers if we're just going to make this easy. He was super understanding about it. That's good. And she goes, did you fill up the tank in the car? And he goes, yeah, I filled up the tank. 
and the chandelier fell. Because <laughs> he lied about filling up. Yeah, I know. I figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> um, do you have any connections for this movie? Um, do you remember when we did your quiz and you said, "I'm glad there are sometimes you just I just breeze past your jokes." <laughs> yes. This is one of those times. <laughs> yes. Oh man! Well, you asked. No, you asked. You told me to come up with a joke. And, I and then I wanted to do one. I came up with one. And you, you didn't take 30 you seconds. Took, you took two minutes. No, I'm going to cut it. So it sounds like I took oh. 10. And you, you came up with the Lord of the Rings of shitty jokes. <laughs> but it was a good story, right? Didn't you feel something? Over and under Dell to reach it. Reach this terrible... <laughs> Nothing conclusion of a joke. I think there's something Ugh. with the wall of celebrities on the dad's wall. The what? Wait. Oh, I, at the shop? At the shop, yeah. I just, I, I want to think of more of a connection besides just we got to watch out for aliens now. Because aliens were going to show up eventually. That's nothing. Like, Did he say it was a wall of celebrities? It was just a yeah, it was like a wall of famous people on the wall. I assume. Have- I just, why would it be just like random ass people? And then he was so excited. Because he goes out, he's like, oh, you're a prince. Can I get a signature for the wall? Oh. See, here's my headcanon. Okay, yeah. Or here was my headcanon. He said he approves of two percent of his boy of her boyfriends, of yes. Emily's boyfriends. Dude, they make a lot of uh, jokes about her dating a lot of guys. Who cares? Right, none of your business. Who cares? Which I mean, if he if two percent is accurate, that means she has dated like fifty people. Which like, yeah, who cares? My headcanon is those the some of those uh, really bad ones are hanging on the wall as do not serve customers. <laughs> Like, do not serve these people as they oh. as they walk in. I got nothing, man. Um, let's think. So, uh, Poppy and Emily. Uh, Poppy mentioned that uh, her and Emily are friends for life. Yes. Yes. So, uh, there's a good point. There's a good chance that Poppy could be a uh, guardian angel. Is similar Pop- to to what's her face in North Pole. Is yes, Poppy an elf? Uh, yeah, I was thinking Poppy's an elf, and she's been alive for fourteen uh, for <laughs> hundred and forty years, <laughs> which is why, which would explain why she's an orphan because she outlived her parents. Oh, that's dark. What's mm-hmm. our evidence for why she's an elf, though? Uh, that she just said that they're friends for life, and that's a super eerie thing for a child to say. <laughs> she gives her the friendship bracelet, though. That's why she said we're yeah. friends for life. But, like, think about it. I feel like I have. Oh, okay. Um, What's up with let me Ben? Think. Is there anything with Ben Franklin? They make a ton yeah, of so, references to Ben Franklin. So, do you want to talk about Was ben the Franklin reference to Ben? Is Ben Franklin an alien in the HCU? Why do they talk about Ben Franklin and aliens so much in this movie? So they said the Queen states that Ben Franklin was the first was not the first to discover electricity. It was discovered by an Englishman. Ben Franklin was an Englishman. And Ben Frank- Franklin was famously from England. He was absolutely from England. As well as everyone every single one of the other founding fathers. We're all Englishmen. <laughs> yeah, we're all all Englishmen. 
Um, so also like people have been making electricity for a lot longer, like before then he was just the one to like prove it as a thing. As a, like, as a, yeah. Um, you seen those Chinese water jar electricity things from like 2000 BC. Oh, aren't those the ones that were found in those tombs? They're in China. Yeah, like China and Greece. It was They've like got a, like two of these like really similar things going on. Because it was like an it was like an alkaline solution yes. that had copper wire in like connected to like the lid. I yeah, and it was yeah, like, like copper lining on the on the lid, and it just they yeah. made basically a battery. Yeah, and it was like yeah, early early forms of a battery. That's yeah, fucking, very cool. That's crazy, man. Very cool. Well, I mean, when you're bored, you just do shit. Well, you dude, know? Well, no, because you know we're doing stuff like that now. Like we're making, we're like combining random shit together, probably to sell tennis shoes or something. That in right. like a hundred, two hundred years, they're gonna look back and be like, oh man, they had everything they need to make like make a black hole. <laughs> battery and they right. were just making shoes out they were walking on these things <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy. no for sure was ben franklin an alien was ben franklin an alien i'm gonna say i'm gonna say hard no is, is the is not the queen, canon is the queen an alien is the queen an alien why else should she be I'm, reading a newspaper about aliens i'm gonna say hard well, wouldn't you be reading a newspaper about aliens? Not if I was the queen of a country. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I guess you would. Know. I guess you would already know. You would already know. Like, yeah, I think she's an alien, dude. Okay, give me, give me two. Give me two other reasons why she's an alien. They say they're in the south of France. Only one person has a French accent. Okay. So you think Cordelia, Cordelia is just her, her, like dominion alien, on earth alien simulation why do they never why do they only ever go to the castle and that one town because you notice when they re-enter so they go out they go out for this cute t- night on the town uh, not a night day on the town whatever and they get back and the prince is like oh he went to the vineyard and the town and all this stuff and she's like it was great we don't see that happen though yeah I'm it was saying, really weird in the movie when she went mmm dinner <laughs> I think that I think <laughs> I think they're both aliens and I think they implanted it in her mind. For what purpose? I don't know. But that's why they that's why that's why in the IMDB that's why they're driving the wrong cars. The simulation's not perfect yet. The simulation's imperfect. And okay, so and I'm just from what like we previously discussed from what we've previously discussed, yeah, the North Pole is the is the immigration center of the world, the Ellis Island, if you will. And so she went through the North Pole, which is famously based off of America, and based her simulation of Europe, like they just like Santa was like, yeah, we got some land south of France for you. If you want to take care of it, we can get you started with something something pretty low key. It won't be it won't be North Pole, but it we can get you a castle. And she was like, "Yes, that's great. That's great. It's castle is great. It's not a simulation. The aliens have ruled this place for one thousand years, but they forgot what's up. So Santa sends this girl and uh, uh, 
Penny Poppin' Bottoms, the the Poppy. Poppy. Thank I was close. Did you see how close I was without <laughs> penny, getting Penny Penny Poppin' Bottoms? Penny Poppin' Bottoms. You, Poppy's yeah. in there. Poppy's dead in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> they sent her there to remind the queen about like the spirit of Christmas. And that's why when they go to Philadelphia, quote unquote, it looks like no street in Philadelphia. The aliens aren't under undercover. Emily's undercover. Emily is lives in the North Pole. Okay. I'm 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 throwing a lot at the wall, and we're what's okay. sticking? What's sticking? Now, when we you? get when we get to the when we get to the recap, I'm really prepared to say that none of this is canon. We're gonna have to do a lot of work on the recap. Yeah, there's a lot of there's so a lot, lot of like, work, work on the back end on this particular yeah, there's, movie. There's, yeah, there's quite a lot happening in the in the wires. We we're gonna need to solder some stuff. I think there. Okay, um, so let's just let's just call it there. We're both we're we're both home with family, you know. We're bo- we're both home with family. And this, um, and and what do you do? What do you do when you're around family? You forget um, facts and logic. Um, <laughs> your brain gets blended. Your brain gets blended a little bit. Yeah, uh, you, you get, have no energy. You forget what it's like to be like not a kid again. Like you remember what it's like to be a kid again. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I feel like Ben Franklin Alien is all oh, you need. What's up? Sorry, no, the hoagie. No. We need. We gotta oh, talk about the hoagie. Fucking hoagie. Yeah, we gotta talk about mm-hmm. the hoagie scene. So yeah. there's a final. There's the Christmas Eve bash, and uh, Emily is fraternizing. Yep. There you go. Okay, Emily is fraternizing <laughs> with the help. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is a no-no, big no-no in the royal family, yeah, and no, is no. making a, a classic Philadelphia hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> She's making a no. This is so the guy. Blown I, away by this. When hoagie. I say when I say this hoagie is the act, the mid-act two crisis. <laughs> this hoagie, this hoagie is is the mid-act two crisis of this movie. These the help. There's like. All of the servers and the and the chefs are blown away by this Philadelphia hoagie. And they're so blown away and they're so distracted from their job. The queen comes into the kitchen and fires two people on the spot because of this Philadelphia hoagie that Emily made. I love that she's in the royal kitchen of, of the king, of the queen of a nation. And she's like, where's the baloney? Yeah, where's the bologna? You got the bologna? Where's the provolone? Like it's so funny. Provolone I can understand. But baloney? You got the bologna anywhere? Where's the, where's the bologna in this delightful kitchen of yours? <laughs> and it got any mayonnaise? Is the hoagie... What's the hoagie connection? I feel like the hoagies are thin. The hoagie. Why the hell we I haven't talk about really had any, for like, so long? We haven't really had any... Um, is this our first like chandelier? Philly? This is our first Philadelphia ever, wow. and we haven't and we haven't had had any uh, sandwich shop owners. No, we haven't. We will. We will. It'll it'll be like will, uh, uh, Christmas between two slices. No, it would be foot long for the holiday. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle! All the subway. Jingle all the subway. um okay that's it that's all i can do can i get lettuce tomato and an extra helping of christmas (laughs) 
That's all the title. It's all written. <laughs> yeah. Lettuce, tomato, and an extra helping of Christmas. Starring Lori Laughlin. And Lacey Chabert as a <laughs> Lacey <sandwich>. Chabert. <laughs> In the acting okay. challenge of a decade, Lacey Chabert will play a hoagie. <laughs> um, okay. Do we do we outro? Is that it? Do uh, did we do it? I no, we did a terrible job. We did such okay. a bad job. But we will um we will definitely revisit this in the um in the wrap up of this year. I gotta I gotta yeah. ruminate on this one a little bit more. We've got yeah. we've got like we're only like a quarter of the way through this year. We've we've got you know, some time to go. I'm at the very least happy that two of these movies around Christmas time were good. Like two out of three ain't bad and is also a rarity. Well, and this one isn't terrible. Like this one's like fine. This one's like pretty harmless. Like put this on with your family. Yeah. This one is is perfectly reasonable. Are we taking a break next week? What did we decide on that? I think I think we're taking yeah, I think we're taking that you know that liminal space that you exist in once it's Christmas between Christmas and New Year's. You mean liminal space? That's I do mean that. You are mispronouncing every fifteenth word this episode. I'm loving it. So yeah, we're gonna take a we're taking a little break after um this week's episode. We've got we've got this episode. Um we've got the we've got the special quiz. This is probably gonna this is coming out on Tuesday if you're listening to this. The quiz is gonna come out, I think, on uh either Wednesday or Thursday. It might be a Christmas Eve thing. Um Oh. Oh, put it out on Wednesday. You want it on Wednesday? Yeah. All right. I'll put it out on Wednesday, um, and then once I am back in in my home in Oregon, I've got a I got a lot of little thing I want to make up. So that'll be a little after Christmas tweet uh, a treat. Good lord, It'll be a little after Christmas treat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna take so so there'll be something uh, sometime next week, probably Wednesday. I will tweet about it uh, once we once I finalize what that is, and then yeah, we are taking just a little break next week. Um, Trey is doing some traveling and. Some yep. moving. Um, but then I believe on the 4th of January, we'll be back. The 4th of January. That sounds great. Okay. We scheduled something and then I th- we've both forgotten about it and we're both away from our calendars right now. Yeah. But nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. we'll see you um, back here. Same time. Same bullshit. Um, um. Can I read one a one-star review oh, of this movie? Yeah, love it. I love the Hallmark Christmas movies, and I look forward to the new ones being released each year. Me too. The stories are delightful and uplifting with happy endings, and they are always enjoyable during the holiday Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Daniel, this is a one-star review. This is riveting right now. <laughs> I'm so invested in this term. The concern I have... Oh, there it is. ...is that the Hallmark movies have loud, annoying, incessant bing-bong music <laughs> that overpowers <laughs> the voices of the actors. Every word should be clear. Had to turn it off halfway through. So, therefore, a low rating. Wow. Uh, Did you find loud- the music bing-bongy? I, Daniel, I, I don't think anything could make me describe the music in this movie as bing bong music. <laughs> um, Colin Robertson did not, or Colin Robertson did not do the music for this movie, but he did do our bing bong music uh, at the beginning of this episode. Uh, you can also find us at hcusecret on twitter.com. You can also visit our website, mistletoesecret.com, or send us an email, mistletoesecret at gmail.com, if you have a theory or uh, something to share with us. 
We're going to be watching The Christmas Shepherd when we get back. The Christmas Shepherd is a story about a widow of a veteran, Sally Brown, who is a published children's book author. After her husband dies, she is left with just Buddy, his German shepherd. After a severe oh, storm, Buddy runs off afraid, setting in motion a series of events that are sure to unite more than just Buddy and Sally. Ooh. Ooh, there's a white man on the cover. <laughs> oh, boy. They photoshopped a Santa hat onto a German shepherd. Oh, boy. Wait, really? Oh, for real. Yeah, look at the poster for it. It's really good. I love this trend. Somebody pointed this out before, but the trend of um, all the Hallmark posters have... Uh, Someone is in red and someone is in green. Yes. Yeah. I love that's, it. That's I love it. It's a nice Christmas visual through line. Ship. Ship. Hold on. Let me look at this. Daniel, that's horrible. That photoshopped hat. It's, it's that's really bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's not yeah, the it's worst. It's not the worst. It's not um, it's not good though. No, it's not good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening, though. Have a great Christmas, everybody. We'll see you in the new. Year. I'll see you before then. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna make a little treat for a little quick Ooh, a Daniel little episode. A quick Daniel. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, there will also be a new episode on the feed that you'll see, which is uh, of Daniel's Dracula podcast, which he has a Dracula Christmas movie that uh he watched with his co-host evan morcall um, trey was gonna be on and scheduling just got a, a nightmare i don't and that's what yes. he told me he told me that the scheduling got to be a nightmare for him i think he looked ahead into the future and saw <laughs> maybe the worst movie i've ever seen in my entire life that's i'm i it's i wanted to watch that more than anything in the world but i couldn't it because is of un- scheduling really bad and it's yeah. free on YouTube, so you can like you can watch it. Oh, it's free on re- YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I don't free. know if I'd put myself through no, that don't voluntarily. Watch. Oh God, no, no. It's one of those movies you watch just for content. Gotcha. Okay, it's a content movie. It's a content movie, like Steven Seagal movies. My name is Trey Plotnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel, and I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.